You are listening to episode three of season two of the Design Influence with Albie Knows. Be it on Instagram, via YouTube comments, or straight to my email, I get a lot of questions related to e-design. And these questions are on anything from getting started, what software to use, how to charge, you name it. Truth be told, if you're listening to this show, one of those questions very likely came from you. Now, I always do my best to answer every email, comment, or DM, but I also try to take the time to notice any similarities or just commonly asked questions. And this isn't to say that I know the answer to all things e-design. I just, you know, happen to know a lot, and I appreciate you guys for noticing that e-design was my specialty. But one of the most frequently asked questions, you probably may have guessed it, is always about software. I'm a tech nerd. Thanks for noticing. Now, the funny thing is, a question that I expected to be asked a lot was probably my least asked question, and that's just whether or not e-design is a good fit. I've had designer friends completely remove e-design from their service offerings, realizing that it wasn't a good fit for them. And so they happily freed themselves up to focus on the services that did fit their business model. Conversations I've had with them were always of exploration, really understanding the root of their e-design frustration, and ultimately them realizing no matter how many times they tweak their packages or their pricing, it just would never make them happy. So I began to wonder, Aside from my close designer circle, why weren't more people asking themselves this? Is e-design a good fit for me and my business? Since most, if not all, of you are following me, you know, you probably did so from our humble beginnings as the e-design experience. I knew that at some point, I would have to address this very question. So if you are that designer, who's been considering e-design for your business, you might want to pull out a pen, some paper, or just your favorite note-taking app because today we're talking all about why e-design just not might be for you. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to The Design Influence, a show dedicated to changing the conversation and creating impact on and offline. I am your hostess with the mostest, online interior designer, content creator, and nonstop idea machine, Albie of Albie Knows. If you're ready for some candid and caffeinated conversation about everything from growing pains as an entrepreneur to decoding design tools to figure out what the heck it means to be an influencer, then turn up your earbuds and let's dive in. Hey guys, what is going on? I hope you guys are excited about today's topic. Um, Because as you guys know, e-design is very near and dear to my heart. If you listen to episode 10 of season 1, and I'll link it in the show notes, then you got a quick and dirty rundown of the business of e-design. And if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I would suggest you go there first. Don't try to get through this one and then go back and listen to that one. In short, though, in case, you know, you're rebellious, <laughs> e-design is online interior design or remote design services. For better or for worse, it has changed the landscape of the design industry and has become a very enticing income stream for many designers, 
seasoned, and new alike. So in theory, it could or should be for everyone, right? In this episode, I really want to get into why it might not just be for everyone. Although it sounds nice, and like I said, in theory, could work for everyone, here are some of the reasons it might not work for you. E-design might not be for you if you're not tech savvy. While being a full-blown nerd like myself isn't a prerequisite for doing e-design, some level of comfort and familiarity with technology definitely is. That is the big, the biggest probably differentiating factor, differentiating, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> between traditional design and e-design, the fact that it's digital. No matter what systems you actually use to execute your e-design services, it's going to be heavily reliant on technology. Acquiring the client, onboarding the client, creating the design, communicating the design, and ultimately delivering the final product. If technology frustrates you, or you just really prefer putting pen to paper and meeting in person, e-design just won't be your jam. E-design might not be for you if you haven't streamlined your design process. One of the things that makes e-design super attractive and unique is the process. Depending on the project, it's quicker and it could be a more efficient way for the client to get a design of their dreams and for you to make that dream a reality. That said, if you're still figuring out or tinkering with your process, e-design may not be for you yet. And I say yet because it may be through creating an e-design process that you find yourself completely streamlining all your processes. E-design should be a very intuitive process, almost self-serving for your client. You have the responsibility of being very clear with every single step, anticipating the hiccups and having contingencies in place for every scenario. Without this level of precision and efficiency, you may find that you're way more hands-on than you anticipated. In which case, what's the point? E-design might not be for you if you struggle with pricing your services. Most designers who have provided full service design will tell you that with lots of practice and hands-on experience, they've been able to pinpoint the pricing structure that best suits them. Their experience has afforded them the ability to estimate what their hours will look like and predict certain project costs. Equipped with that information, they've developed their pricing, be it by the hour or a flat fee rate. E-design doesn't have this same advantage, with most e-designers charging a flat fee. But based on what? I can't answer that for you, but if you struggle with quantifying your time and your talent, you will always, most likely, feel that you aren't charging enough for your service and ultimately resentful of just the whole process. E-design might not be for you if you don't have go-to shopping resources. Ask any designer that offers e-design, myself included, and that's thriving in e-design, and they will tell you that they have their go-to retailers that they are consistently using when they are creating their client shopping list. This is largely in part to the need to be quick and efficient when it comes to the overall project turnaround. On episode four of season one, we talked all about sourcing retail versus sourcing trade. 
No matter the avenue that you choose, there's definitely pros and cons to both. If you find that with every single project you're starting the search from scratch, you're hustling backwards. Time is money. And the time you spend starting from zero for every project resource is time, aka money, that you've just lost. E-design isn't for you if your contract isn't airtight. Your contract is essentially a culmination of all the things that you know you need to protect, whether it's for yourself and or your clients. But it's also a culmination of the lessons you've learned every time something went wrong. Once you've buttoned up all the other things that I mentioned, so your tech knowledge, your design process, your pricing, and your shopping resources, this needs to be explicitly reflected in your contract. If you don't know your process, how can you define the turnaround time in your contract? If you haven't nailed down your pricing structure, how can you account for additional billing procedures in your contract? If your shopping resources aren't clear, what do you bring to the table as a designer when the client is making their purchases? All of this and more has to be detailed to the finest point. And as I said, it protects you and it protects them. And without that face-to-face -face communication, because e-design is digital, the contract has to speak for itself. And as an e-designer, this is of the utmost importance. No matter the type of designer you are, everything I mentioned is important. So I just wanna clarify that. And also, you have to definitely be versed in all of the unspoken nuances of human psychology. We're creating spaces for people to live, work, and play. So by definition, we need to understand how they live, work, and play. But as an e-designer, you don't have the luxury of walking into the space and sitting across from the client. You have to find creative ways to get in tune with their needs and the space. Ultimately, if you aren't able to do this at a very basic level, in addition to everything else I mentioned, e-design will never be for you. You have to be able to recognize that even though it's an attractive part of the design industry, it just may not be the part of the industry that's for you. And that's okay. In the same way that not every designer does hospitality, not every designer does commercial design, not every designer does renovations, I want you to know that it is okay if e-design isn't part of your repertoire. If you haven't already, be sure to again check out the previous episodes related to e-design so that you can really even just begin to understand the business model and all of the finer points that are related to it. And let me know either under my post on Albino's or over on the Design Influence if you have come to the realization that e-design isn't for you or if you're like, nope, I can totally make this work for me. <laughs> I would love to know if this episode has really swayed you in one direction or the other. If you're not already subscribed to the show, be sure to do so now so that you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. But like I said, I really, really want to hear from you when it comes to creating this kind of e-design specific content. I want to know what you thought about past episodes, and I would definitely want to know how this episode affected you. Do you want more? Do you want less? Do you have questions? To catch up with me 
offline or just you know off the show and share your thoughts again you can find me at albinos on instagram or the design influence on instagram until next time friends bye